Hello and welcome to Captain Podcast. I am Isaac. I'm here with Adam. How are you doing today? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much. I'm a little bit cabin fevered. I've been off sick all week, so stuck at home. Oh. But I'm all good now. Good. We need you good. Feel better, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Food poisoning. It's a, it's a preparation ah. for the coronavirus, perhaps. You know. It's good. Yes, yeah, set a layer. Yeah, exactly. Like a base yeah. layer. Yeah. I mean, it's not really. No. To joke about. But I mean, but, uh, no. But I, you know, you have a fever and stuff, and then you go, "Oh, that's what a fever's like." Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I'll try and avoid that. So you know. Yeah. Keep it yeah. in mind. Very good. Very <laughs> good. Um, now, since last week, have you made any music this week? What have you been up to? No, been quite uh, uncreative uh, on my sick bed. What about yourself? Uh, no, I made um, I made a track for for mixed and key for ah. a commercial spot nice. that I think will be coming out soon. But besides that, I've been mainly um, I've been mainly just working on my guitar rig and playing. You just been been enjoying playing just guitar yeah. lately. Nice. So, yeah, it's been good. Cool. Have you, been very good. Have you heard of the Mod Dwarf? No, what's the Mod? It's What's a Mod well, Dwarf? Well, for guitarists, it might be quite cool. It's, um, I mean, it's definitely cool for, for music producers as well, but um, you might, you might, your ears might prick up. It's, um, it's a Kickstarter. It hasn't been developed yet, but it is, uh, I'm going to check it while I, while I talk about it, but it is a, I just found it. Uh, a sort of a yeah. big, um, you get, uh, it's like, um, it's like a box with um loads of vst plugins with effects and stuff but like the thing is it it's a standalone unit so it's not connected to a computer so what you have is that they're inviting loads of guests to submit vst um plugins mm-hmm. uh it's particularly like chorus and flanger and sort of looper and and just like all these kind of things it's a small little box um, it's got foot switches for for guitarists. Um, it just looks really, really interesting. Um, seems to do tons of stuff. They've got two hundred odd plugins already for it, um, which I haven't checked out what they sound like. But it's basically like it's supposed to be your ultimate pedal board. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking out right now. So it's um, it looks like a multi effects unit. Yeah. Uh, just really small. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wish them the best. I will definitely check it out when it's when they actually have a prototype. So I've had a few of those multi-effects units. I I do think all the top ones are at a at a really great level right now. They sound really really good. Um, I'm just enjoying. Like I have I have so many guitar pedals, so I just enjoy the analog guitar pedal dumb, but. Um, if I were touring again or playing out, I would definitely use something like a Kemper or a Helix. Um, cause it, it just makes sense. You could have a little floor unit, Axe effects, any of those three, you have this floor unit that you can plug directly out and just get a great sound with. So why not? Um, so what other gear are you looking at? I, I gotta tell you, I'm super excited for Luna. I'm going to travel to the moon. With my UAD, because I've got, I use UAD. I have the Apollo. Um, I think it sounds great. The plugins sound great. I'm already invested. They already have me because I've already spent a good amount of time in, and money, but really time learning those plugins. So yeah, give me a new DAW 
It's not like yeah. I don't have enough of them, right? I think I have no, every. Exactly. I yeah. think I have every major DAW that they have. No, I know it's one of the perks of the job, isn't it? We just get given all the doors, so <laughs> we need to I test mean, them I, out. Yeah, doesn't mean I know how to use them very well. Not at all. Um, no, no, but uh, yeah, no. It, it looks very interesting. I'm actually not familiar with the UAD. Um, I don't know if it's got a unique workflow or anything. I know it's. I know it makes top end products, but that's kind of thing. A bit out of my price range. Um, well, well, it's brilliant because I mean, it, you know, people need a, a analog to digital converter. They need they need a interface device. You know, yeah. And the entry level ones are not that out of reach for most people. But mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. getting one, then you get the software as well. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I like the concept of it. Is is thinking of it as a is a recording system. I know they're just yeah. renaming a DAW, but uh, mm. but having some type of hardware component that accelerates the recording process, mm. if it's focused on recording, sounds good yeah. to me, you know? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's there's another DAW kind of thing that, that's taken, taken my eye. Uh, the Polyan Tracker. Have you, um, have you seen that? I have not seen that. Tell me about that. No, it, it's just been leaked. I don't think much is known about it, but it just looks interesting. Um, it's made by the company, you, you, you were telling me uh, that it's made by the, the company that makes the Polyend Seek or SEQ. Yeah, Seek uh, Sequencer. sequencer. Yeah. Big, that's a big sort of CV mm -hmm. sequencer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. can be used for that uh, they, mainly. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's kind of like what's is it, is it used in like Euro rack and stuff or like modular? Yeah, you can use it as a as a master controller for your Euro rack, or you can also use it as sequencer into your DAW as right. well. So, uh huh, I see. Cool. That's from my. Well, you can never have too many like wicked sequencers because you always end up coming up with stuff that you wouldn't otherwise come up with. It has a great then, interface. If you've not seen the interface, yeah. it's pretty great. Is it? It's just a lot of dots on a grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a like a massive uh, uh, eight hundred eight gone wild, you know, or three hundred three uh, kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. wicked. Sounds fun. Yeah, um, and they they also do a, a synth, um, which I've forgotten the name of. Begins with M. And uh, basically, this this new thing, this tracker, uh, it it looks like Ableton Push and Machina had a baby. So you've got a nice big screen. You've got the, all the sort of push style buttons. You've got a jog wheel like in, with Machina Mark III. Um, that's also I've seen it on UAD stuff and stuff. And uh, uh, and you've also got these. Um, well, it's 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 um, it's got this. It's a sampler. Mm -hmm. It's a sample player. It's a sample manipulator. It's a it's a synth. It which potentially is probably a a, a version of their existing synth. Uh, it's got frequency modulation and it's got uh, a sequencer which is probably based on their existing sequencer so it sounds like a sort of an all-in-one they say you can make an entire album just using this thing and it looks like perhaps you can uh, and it's even battery powered so you can sort of take it on the road and nice. do it in the airport or do it on the bus or whatever which sounds um it looks pretty cool i have to say I, I used to love my Electribe. I would, but you know, uh, yeah. the it is battery powered, but it would burn through those batteries really quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> question, know? isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I know, you know, the uh, who the Akai, right? There's, they've got the MPC mm. Live and the MPC yeah. One. 
Yeah. Um, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that. I'm looking at it now. It's, it reminds me of that, but instead of the regular four by four grid, you have kind of yeah. that Ableton grid. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks sharp. I think it's. Yeah. It looks like it's going to have some similarities with definitely with the newer MPC stuff, for mm -hmm. sure. I don't yeah, know whether it I'm takes external that. plugins. That would be interesting as well to know. Presumably it does, but I don't. I don't know how that would work. Uh, but yeah, a few questions about it. But it definitely looks looks quite intriguing. I think. Very much. I'm gonna yeah. definitely check that out. Um, it's also been taken by the. Um, there's a. I've forgotten the name of the company. I'm sorry, but uh, I'll look it up and stick it on the description. But uh, it's a new company advertising Bluetooth MIDI devices that have zero latency. And I think they're only about $40. And um, really? they can potentially, in these, we've got all this, you know, if you've got a big studio, you've got spaghetti everywhere. Uh, it might remove some of the spaghetti from your studio by allowing your MIDI signal uh, to travel via Bluetooth rather than all of this routing with wires and USB cords and stuff. Could be quite interesting. I think that's a great idea if it oh, is actually right. if it is actually low latency. Um, it says it's zero latency. It says it is. So um, it, I don't know if it's even been released yet or if it's just been released, but um, they are proud of it. It'll be interesting to see whether it lives up to the hype. But um, yeah, I mean, if cool. it's If it's just transferring MIDI, MIDI's pretty small data, you know, yeah. that should be pretty yeah. quick. I have yeah. tested out the Bluetooth speakers that are mm. supposedly studio monitors. Yeah. Those have too much latency to do actual yeah. tracking with, you know? Yeah. yeah. They sound good. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll get there with it. I've, I've got a vision of the future where like we look back in 20 years time on the studios of today and we just laugh at how we had these wires everywhere and you know, like underneath my desk is just, I mean, God, there's probably all sorts <laughs> lost in there. Um, yeah. You know what it's like, though? It's just, I think we're going to look back on, it, back on it and laugh. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. One day, hopefully. Hopefully. Everything, yeah, yeah well, one day there'll be, and this is the in-between, right? Like a like a mid Bluetooth mm. dongle. Eventually, just yeah. all be built in, right? Yeah, yeah, you'd have yeah. thought so. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we've got MIDI two point as well, so that's going to um, open up some different uh, options, possibilities for our gear. Wouldn't it? For, I mean, it's going to double, quadruple, ten times the amount of oh, it's yeah, it's like two hundred twenty six right? times the amount of information yeah. that can be uh, sent, and you know, this whole sixteen channel MIDI standard is like out the window. It's like I don't know. 900 channels or something i can't remember uh, it's a lot it's just everything's that you can just transmit so much information uh for example i think one of the things that they're thinking about with it now is that for like large scale um arena shows mm -hmm. you could potentially transmit all of the information required for the lighting the pyrotechnics um the music the you know just everything that goes into a huge show there's in you could I believe they're saying you could potentially transmit all of that data through one MIDI cable, which is um, kind of insane to think about. That's insane, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a yeah. problem that I've encountered many times that I cannot transmit my pyrotechnics. Yeah, with my I know, music. I know. It's such a bummer. And then, the, and then the ponies are late coming out of the stables. <laughs> I know, and then I, the, the, inflatable the bats get too late. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's a nightmare. I want to check out the new Acid Pro 10. Um, oh, yeah. 
because I remember them back in the day, like this loop yeah. loop based concept. I th- mm. I feel like Ableton just took over that concept, mm. loop based. But yeah. um, I do remember them a while ago, and they were a lot of fun. So mm. I'm gonna check out the new one. I think this week. Okay. And Never used it myself, but I've got a friend who who still uses one of the old versions of Acid, and um, yeah, his music does pretty well. He's doing something right. It's just if you know what you're doing with your tools, you can make anything sound really good. Absolutely, it's not the gear. It's not the gear. It's what we were talking about last week. Yeah, it's not the gear. Even though we're talking, even though we're obsessing on gear, it's not the gear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah, it's the. I I think that also most people that I know that have been in this long enough, also, if they do collect a a lot of gear, they also get pretty good at selling that gear (laughs) to buy. You know, so there's there's kind of an added skill to it, Um, Mm. or you have someone sell it for you. you Yeah, what I like about it is that actually I don't find that it depreciates that much if you buy cleverly. Um, so you might, you know, I consider it kind of like I might buy something, sell it a year later. I might lose 50 or 60 quid, hundred pounds max. Mm-hmm. And, um, someone else is happy cause it's a great, it's a solid piece of kit. I don't buy rubbish and I'm happy cause I had a year with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. And, uh, you know, changing up your tools is, is pretty useful for generating new ideas, particularly if you have any kind of writer's block or something like that. Just try a completely different workflow or do something that you've never done before. Uh, it's a brilliant way of just kind of distracting yourself out of uh, any kind of writer's block. Yeah. Perimeters too. I think like setting boundaries and, you know, time locking mm. it, say I'm going to, you know, work half an hour on a beat and I'm going to work half an yeah. hour on baseline. I'm going to work half an hour on some chords. Give yourself a structure. Um, yeah. Is another great way. I, yeah. My, my whole point of view, I don't know. I think we talked about this maybe a little bit last week, which was, I like to just, um, spit it out. I like to just put stuff on the board, you know, mm, yeah. and then refine it. Uh, I find that I, I do best if I don't judge my work until later on when I'm whittling yeah, it down, I you know? That. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just like to, if uh, the metaphor is that we have a blank canvas in front of us, I like to just throw paint on it right away. Just okay. get it dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I think I probably do a little bit as well, really. Um, it's not much fun uh, unless you're listening to something, yeah. you know, and sort of making stuff happen around it. I do tend to do all the boring stuff at the end when I'm interested in the song. Yeah, I don't labor over the melody or lack thereof or chords or whatever yeah. it is at the beginning. I just start putting it out. And, and yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, are you you're, are you drums first? Give yourself something to hang your hat on, or depends on the genre. Depends on yeah. the genre of music, but yeah, sometimes yeah. I like a beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a um, there's something that my uh, good friend told me about, which is uh, this fader concept. Um, I'm gonna omit his name now, just for the time being. Until we, until we, yeah, until we have him as a guest, I think he'll be on one day. Uh Um, But he's got this idea where you have all these faders that you're working with, and they're not actual faders. It's a, it's a conceptual fader, right? Right, right. Um, A fader could be chord changes. It could be melody, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, strong melody. It can be changing up the beat, changing Mm -hmm. up time signature. 
uh, dropping everything out. So you have all these different tools that are like on these faders, right? Yeah. You know, sound effects. I mean, there's so many. Any any little thing that you have. And the idea is to just keep one or two of them moving at all times. So, um, you know, if the focus is on the melody, you know, you you know, you have the melody kind of moving up and down. And yeah. what I mean by moving up and down, it's like, okay, now it's time to focus on the melody. The right. melody is the king. Moving in and out of focus. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, now there's a, a drum fill, right? So then that yeah. fader comes up and then it takes us to a, a space for two seconds. And then that's another fader. And then mm. you have a sound effect and then you have chord changes, you know, just co- like thinking of this yeah. kind of fluid box of tools that you have as, you know, like things that. to I've juggle. I've never thought about it that way, but I, I think subconsciously I probably do do it that way because you sort of sense when something comes in. I think especially people like myself who've come from DJ and into production, mm-hmm. you feel how something should be transitioning because you know how you'd want it to transition if you were sort of DJing. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's a similar, it's, I think that's similar. Yeah. That's well, cool. That's a nice way of looking at you it. You know, if you're, if you're writing music, um, for film or for TV yeah. and it's underneath picture, how do you keep it interesting while mm. without making it a big melody thing or lyrics? Right. Yeah. And this is a way, yeah. you know, you, you change some chords up and then you do a time signature thing. And then, you know, you're able to do these things that, keep it interesting and moving without it being too distracting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, this applies to all music because Mm. if you have, if, if, uh, the, you know, the melody's king in your song, but everything else is just like stays exactly the same the whole way through. Mm. Mm. It can be a bit boring. You know, you gotta, you gotta move those faders, you know, you gotta move those faders. I like it. It's a nice, nice analogy. Yeah. yeah, I've always thought of it as kind of spinning plates as well, a little bit. Uh, That's a how many similar. plates do you want spinning at the same time and take one off? And, totally, you know, put a, put a big one on and stuff. Yeah, that's nice, mm-hmm. nice like that. So, um, what's in the news today? What's what's going on? We've got some interesting news, uh, haven't we? There's um, well, Spotify. A lot of people are talking about Spotify today because uh, they've released their idea of a new model mm-hmm. to generate more revenue because apparently they're not getting enough. And um, which seems crazy hmm. given, you know, how little kind of artists get represent- recompensed for their work these days. Uh, it does seem a bit crazy, but uh, you can also understand that um, perhaps their revenue streams aren't as obvious as other businesses in the industry, but they are asking labels and musicians to pay to have their music or new releases featured or, um, no, or have their fans notified of their new releases and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I can see, kind of see both sides. Uh, wh- what's your take on that? Um, so, I, th- I think if it's an advertising, right? Like if they're offering them to be able to do an advertising mm. as an artist, then then I'm fine with that because if you're not paying for Spotify, yeah. then you've got to listen to the adverts and they've got to make money somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's that they're not going to notify me that, you know, that artist I like has a new track out unless that artist pays. Unless they've paid, yeah. I think that's... Well, I think 
the danger is that's where it's heading towards. I think what they're mm-hmm. saying at the moment is that their advertising isn't generating enough revenue mm-hmm. uh, in the traditional sort of like, you know, here's an advert for a vacuum cleaner. Um, but in terms of actual what they want from the artists and the labels, they're saying, if you want us to tell people, I don't know whether that's your only your own fans or whether you can pay for a premium package that tells everybody on Spotify. I don't know the details. You know, I saw that. They, it said they that they, um, you can pay a minimum of 5,000 to have fans notified when a new release arrives on the service. And that's, that's only your fans? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's nuts, man. I mean, that's that's too much. I mean, it, it, it it's another stab in the, the back for independent artists and labels um, because... The only people, again, the only people that can afford to take advantage of the tools that are required to be a success are those who've already got the means and already have the success. And I find that to be um, typical of the time. Mm-hmm. It's probably typical of the industry throughout history, but the way that it's changed so much, it, 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 it um, I just think that we need to be fostering more support for smaller artists um, within the industry at large. And this is not, going to do that, in my opinion. I agree with you, but with the caveat that, you know, like you said, this has been, this has been going on forever in other ways, right? Like you weren't, you weren't going to get your record into Tower Records unless you had someone putting it there and paying to put it there. No, and there wasn't going to be, yeah, there wasn't going to be advertising for it. So in this other way, you know, the accessibility is better, but, um, Mm. you know, the caveat I was going to say is this is a, paid service this is a private service in a sense this isn't necess- this isn't a social network you know so mm-hmm. to that respect i think um it, there needs to be an in between and not an abuse but, I mean, of this are, are the artists yeah. the customers here that's the thing is like yeah it's a paid service for the listeners um but i think with the artists then they are being asked to pay to have their music supplied to them to to their own fans and they've worked hard to generate that fan base they've they've put a lot of effort into cultivating a fan base on spotify and now they're being told that to reap any rewards from that they need either their fans to search them out manually which they may or may not do but to have no notifications anymore when they get when new material comes out from one from an artist that you are following unless that artist has paid significant amount of money i think that's that doesn't sit right with me um i get what you're saying i mean look the the market will decide whether that's acceptable or not and um yeah i get it but it's it's a tough it's a tough one and on both sides you know Mm. i'm not necessarily defending i'm gonna always be on the side of the artist but i also recognize that everybody needs to make money you know. They do, they do, of course they do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people make good money off of um, Spotify streams and stuff. So it's, you know, it, there are artists that are doing well off of it. Um, I mean, they had this thing recently where they allowed artists to upload their own music um, and independent labels could do it and you didn't need a distributor, mm-hmm. which was uh, great for lots of um, much smaller artists. They could just be out there and they could tell their fans and if something... Went, went well then it would do well and that's that's you know they literally cut out any need for sort of any kind of industry support at the very just to get your music onto the platform 
Um, and it, it seems that the, the big three major labels um, weren't happy with that at all and uh, put a stop to it quite quickly and Spotify had to cancel that, but, which but is a is, bit of a shame. It is reasonably easy to use a distributor like one of these, is, you know, TuneCore. Yeah. And I mean, there's a handful of other Lander. ones. Yeah, yeah, Lander. It is, it is, I know. Yeah. You know, it is. And, um, you could do it if you wanted to. Yeah, no, but that's that's good. Uh, there was the other thing you were telling me about, which was Equalize, right? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, well, in honor of uh, International Women's Day, uh, we have, I mean, the, the the simple fact is, isn't it, that we have um, a chronic shortage of women in the industry, particularly in the technical side of the industry, uh, including, uh, I mean, we've seen festivals like Sonar um, commit to a 50-50 split of artists a gender split of, mm-hmm. of artists last year which is amazing um because there's obviously phenomenal talent out there but tradition this is a traditionally male dominated industry and that needs to change so um what's cool is that one of the areas that that is still i mean they, they say it says on music radar today five percent of audio engineers are female at this time um but what's cool is that in this this very male dominated industry um one of the biggest names are uh, looking to make a change when they've launched this Equalize initiative. That's, uh, you know, Abbey Road Studios, obviously London, mm-hmm. classic, Beatles and all that. Um, so they, yeah, they, I, I don't know a great deal about the details, but they have launched an initiative to inspire and bring in more female talent and in, entice more women to the production and engineering uh, career. And that can only be a good thing. I agree, I, I agree. We... Um... We did a video interview recently, which will be up on our YouTube channel with uh, mm. Laura Mercedes. She's an audio engineer mm. at Rebel 11 Studios here in Miami. Yeah. And this cool. this studio, Adam, is insanely beautiful. It's brand new. Yeah. It looks yeah. like you're in a spaceship. I don't know if you've seen photos, but it's worth seeing. Yeah, and I've seen a couple. Yeah, and, and Laura is like a top-level engineer. She works with mm. all these artists. She's worked with, you know, the biggest in the industry, especially in Latin music and hip hop. Yeah. And she can hang with anybody and it's not even, Mm. it's never about her being a woman versus a man. Mm. It's just, she does great work and she works really hard and she's great to hang out with. So, um, she dropped some great knowledge on the video. Um, I'm a huge fan of hers and I learned so much and it was, it was super cool. Do we know when that video will be will be out? Mm, I do not public? know. It should be no? within Soon. a month or so. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, we need more stories like that. I mean, we had Laura Escudé um, do a do a piece for us recently on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we just need more more female voices in in music because there's there's just absolutely no reason why it's been so male dominated for so long, uh, other than the patriarchy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm you know and. There's no shortage of uh, outlets for women artists, and mm. there definitely seems to be a large appreciation and fan base, you know, of yeah. course. Um, but outside of being artists, it's a much harder track in the studio engineering yeah. writing yeah. world. Um, totally. You know, I know, I know in composition circles that I was in, there was always, you know, there was one out of 10. It was really, mm. really small. Yeah, um, yeah. If that, totally. you know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy. It doesn't need to be like that. There's no absolutely no reason mm-hmm. for it at all. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, right on, sisters. Um, hopefully this initiative will make some difference. Absolutely. Um, uh, one of the... No, go on. Sorry, we'll, we'll cut some of that out. What were you saying? <laughs> Let's cut some of that out. Yeah. Uh, I, was gonna, I was only going to carry on and say uh, just another bit of music news that I've uh, learned today is that Look Mum No Computer has uh, hacked up a Gibson Les Paul, which might upset you as a guitarist. Really? What, what did he do there? He's put a, a MIDI keyboard inside it so they can play keyboard and guitar at the same time, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, I've got no... Yeah, it sounds cool. It's lots, lots of people will say it's sacrilege, of course. Uh, um, yeah. But do you, do you know this guy, Look Mum No Computer? No, I do not. No. Oh, he's he's one of my heroes of the moment. Um, he's just like a super... He's a, he's a very charismatic guy, but he's, he's like a super techie um, synth guy from, from London. And uh, he does regular kind of videos where he'll just take on a, a stupid project. Um, uh, one of the recent ones he did was he got like all the, like lots of synth um, kind of, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you even call them? Influencers from YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, from the kind of London area. Got them all together in, uh, I wish I could remember the name of the shop. One of the big synth shops in London. And uh, they sort of got a, a, a spinning head with a camera on it. So you could do a circular um, film uh, with the microphone on it as well. So it was just picking up all the audio in the room. And then they just got all of these kind of basically synth nerds to just play, just put play one note of a synth. Like they were all playing like A of a synth. And then later they added like, I don't know, B flat or something just to like make the, the world's biggest drone um, with like 300 synths in a shop. It was just really nice. fun. Um, I gotta yeah, check it out. And uh, recently, he also hacked a Mega Drive, which is basically a frequency modulating synth inside uh, a Mega Drive. So he hacked that and uh, made some cool noises with it, which is good. And now he's hacked up a Gibson Les Paul. So look, Mum, no computer on YouTube and check that out. If you're I'll interested. check it out. Yeah, and, and we we recently at Captain Plugins we posted a new video by our friend Teatro. Um, yes, he posted one good. where he made he was using some hardware synths with our synthesizers, yeah. which was very cool. Yeah, it sounded really good. It just was really nice to see how you can uh, send the audio from Captain Plugins into completely different sound sources than you might expect from just using the onboard sounds that we, sh that we ship it with. And he was using the Micro Freak to make kind of like, like really rumbly sort of um, glitched up pad sounds. And then it kind of, he was using, the, I think, the Novation circuit as well uh, and the drum brute. He was running Captain Beat. You can run that as a sequencer into a hardware drum machine, which is really cool. Um, and it's all really easy to connect and do. And you can have some completely different sounds run through the engine, kind of the, 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 the musical theory engine of Captain Plugins. And it, I thought he gave a really nice demonstration of that. It was cool. Nice. I, I, yeah, I loved it. I thought he did awesome music with it and uh yeah it's good to hear i wanted to tell you you know we have a big update coming for captain plugins but i can't ah. say what's in it <laughs> but it's a bit this is a big one it's um yeah it's not gonna be a new plugin this this week i mean it's it's coming mm -hmm. out in about two weeks so i'd probably say yeah. mid to late march hopefully yeah but yeah. it's gonna have a lot of new features within captain b Pretty big change within Captain Chords, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's all that I can tease. I, I'm really yes. excited about it. Uh, yeah, 
you know, it's some of some of the stuff in here has been a long time coming and mm-hmm. it sets us up really well for uh, for yeah. new things to happen. So, no, I was really excited about it. I think it's going to be a great, great build. Um, people will really enjoy this release and uh, looking forward to telling you more mm. in a week or two. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. Well, can't wait. For yeah, there is one thing that is live right now that people might not know about, which is. You know, we have some add-on packs, pattern packs that are available yeah, mm-hmm. inside the plugins. So we had our friend Eldre, who's a great producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we talked about him a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so he's, you know, you can actually play beats that he made as well as Polaris within the plugin right now. And yep. they're just super cool. And if you do have Captain Beat, definitely check out those packs and there will yeah. be more coming soon. And yeah. And I can say this, and I can say this, there will be ways for you to make your own and share them as well. Mm. Yeah, we're all about community. Mm-hmm. We're all about community. I think it's a nice feature. Uh, get people sharing, get people uh, spreading their ideas. Uh, more community news. We've got uh, the Captain Plugins Facebook group is live. So come and join us there if you're interested. Uh, what we're going to be using that for is not tech support. You can email us for tech support um, and we will respond as soon as possible. It's just for sharing your kind of tips, tricks, feature requests, kind of how you use it. Please feel free to share the music you make with Captain. Uh, anything you want to share, really, at all, your ideas. Uh, and we have this, we have a similar one for uh, the DJs. Uh, so if any of you are interested in uh, Mixed In Key or our DJ-focused products, we also have a new Mixed In Key DJ uh, Facebook page, Facebook group, sorry. So uh, come and request to join and we'll we'll let you in and share the goodies. Absolutely. And so that brings up, you know, the elephant in the room, which is mm. which is this uh, songwriting in the time of Corona or COVID. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But, you know, yeah. we need to still have community and whether you are... Uh, in a place where they there has been some sort of outbreak or not, or mm. you know whether everything's fine where you live, you know I think people are going to some people in some places are spending more time indoors, and yeah, I think there's great ways to com- you know to communicate, to collaborate, and to work yeah. on music remotely, and it's a you know it's not a bad time for working remotely, that's for sure. No, true. I mean, it's going to have a big effect on. The music industry, isn't it? Um, we can talk about that in, in you know in exactly what's happening in a second. But I think what's you know we don't nobody really knows I guess what's going to happen. But if it's going to be a case that many of us in the world at this time might find that the next two or three months we spend more of it indoors than we anticipated, mm-hmm. we perhaps even end up in self isolation or quarantine or heaven forbid. Uh, family members or ourselves end up getting sick and we're sort of, we're, we're in bed or, you know, any, we don't know. But obviously hope that the worst doesn't come to pass, but I think it's sensible to be uh, well prepared. But you can, I mean, we're, my family are trying to see it as a positive thing. You know, it's like, it's time, for, like we're staying in a bit more because Brighton had a couple of cases a couple of weeks ago. Um, fortunately, it doesn't seem to have spread. So it's like, okay, that's good. But at the same time, you know, we've stocked up on supplies and looking at doing some home improvements and fixing the garden and stuff. It's a good excuse to do some things that perhaps you put off because you go out and do other stuff. Uh, And of course, um, if you're stressed out by it, get your headphones on, make some music. Absolutely. 
what better way to work out your stress than in music, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, classically, yeah, yeah. in times of distress in this world, there's, it's always been, you know, <laughs> where some great music has come out of. Absolutely, you know? yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, hopefully Struggle we... music. Hopefully we just, this passes soon and everybody yeah. is safe and okay. You know, um, right now, I know Universal Music Group, Sony, Warner Music, they've all limited travel for people to yeah. work there. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Ultra Music Festival down here has been canceled. Canceled, that's Miami, isn't it? That yeah, is Miami, where, where we live, where I live. Yeah. Um, yeah. Winter Music Conference at this moment is mm -hmm. still on. And so yeah. I have my passes and we'll see if mm. what goes on with that. But yeah, you, you never know. I know the music mess has been postponed. Um, postponed. Yeah. So Mariah Carey is not playing a Hawaii show. That's a, that's a shame. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, yeah. We're missing out. I've been looking forward to that for months. Yeah. Um, it's a long yeah, flight I mean, for you too. Are you canceling? The well, I bet. I mean, it's, it's the big MC. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> worth every penny. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, in, in the UK, we haven't quite seen cancellations of mass events. We're still relatively unscathed, but we're right next to Italy and France that have got a bit, bit of a spike in cases. And you have to assume we're going to get more. It could, it like, it's like at the moment, the advice is not, not, to con not to assume that public gatherings will be cancelled or banned. But I can really see it coming. Um, we've got Brighton Music Conference in April coming up, and I can just—I just worry for that a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's sensible not to gather in in large numbers if there's a, you know, a pandemic, of course. Uh, but I worry for the the artists, the DJs, the um, the teams, the promoters, the events that rely on um, numbers through the door. Uh, they really, this is an industry with not much of a safety net if you're out on your own. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I wish everyone, I, I hope the best for, for the industry at large um, and everyone that could be facing a bit of a difficult spring summer uh, if things were to get worse. Absolutely. So yeah. wash your hands, wash your keyboards. And, yeah. But I think, yeah. but I do think, you know, if you are feeling well at this stage, you know, enjoy the, the stays outside if it's beautiful where you yeah. live like yeah do what you can i mean oh the truth is we're not health advisors so we're not uh, so no, we no, really no. actually no. don't take any of our advice in terms of that we don't know what we're talking about no <laughs> yeah don't really listen to your local <laughs> yeah, health advisor <laughs> and uh, just make some good music yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. music is the best medicine absolutely was that laughter yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, medicine, I believe, is the best medicine. Oh, medicine. No, medicine is yeah. the best medicine. Yeah. I mean, if you've yeah. got a fever, what do you want? You want some medicine or you <laughs> yeah. want to laugh a little bit? Yeah. I want like Adam Sandler to like give me some pithy one line. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take medicine. Yeah, I'll have the medicine. Medicine and then music or laughter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, Another week for Captain Podcast, and we'll yeah. be back a week from today with some more news and hopefully some better news on the world health front since we're changing Absolutely. the podcast to be a health podcast now. It's a health podcast yeah. now. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're going to be the, we're going to be at the, 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 
the front front line of uh, of the coronavirus story from here on out. We're we are the intersection between music and coronavirus. Yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> where those yeah. two paths meet. It's a very niche market, but we're going to call it yeah. the coronavirus <laughs> music market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, Isaac. Cheers, Have Adam. A great week. See you soon. Bye.